country and we're under attack. They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags. What's going on, Patriots? Back with another edition of the Patriots Prayer Podcast for you. And today, uh, we got another firebrand. We have a fighter in the house, uh, Julie, and uh, she is running for County Supervisor District 5 in Butte County. Um, Let's bring her on up here. I, I, I wasted enough time. We spent so much time prior to coming on the podcast. Had a few cool incidents take place prior. So we just want to jump right into it. Yeah, let's do it time let's get let's get right down to brass tacks so we're, <laughs> we're talking about the vaccine government sanctioned poison right and we were talking about um how it affected my family how it hit your family and how it sent us on this mission that we're on to try to uh bring awareness uh, to the things that for some reason they're trying to cover up um i get multiple strikes on social media i know as soon as i talk about this particular subject uh, I can no longer put this on YouTube. Like that's that's gone. There's no there is no YouTube uh, for this interview. Period. So forget that. Um, there's no freedom of speech. No so freedom of speech. No freedom of speech. Just make section sure. two thirty has to be repealed. That's the reality of it. Section two thirty has to be repealed. We have uh, we've already charged the Biden administration with First Amendment violations on the people of the United States. And the courts sided with us hundred percent. They sided with us, but it does no good. Like, so what would happen to him? Nothing. It's just because, Oh yeah. You just go, Oh, you're right. Um, that's a, that's, I don't want that consolation prize. I want it fixed. But the problem is, is that the social media companies, because of a law that was created back when the internet was just message boards, uh, is around. So it gives us, it gives those social media companies the ability to discriminate on whom they will. Um, and you, they don't even have to give you a reason for why they, they just delete your account or deplatform you or anything. They can just do it. And there's no legal repercussions. They'll suffer for it. This is something that I bring up in every interview with everybody, because it's something that it's, it's terrible. I was monetized and demonetized within two hours on Facebook. My, my reach was well over a million people on Facebook and, um, it, 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 when it when I got canceled, for lack of a better term, um, it was within hours. They like approved my monetization, and I got a strike for a Bible verse, and that's what they oh, demonetized. It was a Bible verse. It was Corinthians six nine, and it was it was talking about homosexuality, and because I just put the Bible verse up there, and they said it was hate speech, and I'm like, did you not read my page? And I'm allowed to post uh political organization i'm allowed to i filed all the paperwork i knew what i was up against um but it just doesn't matter these people can do what they want other companies are publicly traded um they get to violate our first amendment rights on the daily if they choose to do so um this is something that should be near and dear to all of our hearts yeah, you know, keeps- i have to tell you i am um, i'm planning on filing a grand jury uh, lawsuit against santa clara county and santa clara county is where my mom lived and where she was shot with four you know injections of Moderna, and I hold Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook partially responsible for her death. Um, you know, he 
and we now know, right, the censorship and, and the and the mob that came in too and demanded that, um, and he was probably in charge of it too. Um, so when they erased and deplatformed and canceled all of the vaccine injury stories, React 19, the millions of that, my mom had nothing else to go by. You know, she did not, you know, she didn't play in the world of politics. Um, her life existed around her grandkids and also her sports, the 49ers, the Giants, the Sharks, you know, that was her life. She lived a really stress-free kind of existence. She walked three miles a day, super healthy woman, but she did use Facebook and that was her way of kind of keeping track of the grandkids. What are they doing? Where are they? But she saw nothing about vaccine injuries being a real thing, nothing at all. So the fact that he had a hand in single handling, tearing that stuff down, puts him at the top of, you know, one of the people on my list of, um, you know, folks that'll be named on that on that uh, grand jury filing. So yeah, he's, um, yep. you have, you have a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a big one. That's an uphill battle, but I'm glad somebody's actually doing it because yeah, they got to be held accountable. It's not only, you know, if, if that's the only information we have to go by, they, they canceled Christine Northrup, Peter McCullough, uh, Terry Mollusk, who created the PCR test. We know that they dialed the PCR test threshold up to over 35 and they could find anything they want at that level. It doesn't matter what they could find AIDS and you could be perfectly healthy. It wouldn't matter because once it's dialed up so high, which means it amplifies whatever's whatever they're looking for. And so what happens is you get a lot of false positives. We had people on job sites that literally went out to be tested uh, and some that didn't show up. And this is the other side of it. And yet we get emails saying, hey, these 10 people tested positive. We're like, they didn't even go. But this is this really happened. It happened quite a bit. And. Uh, and then they started labeling deaths uh, that uh, you died of COVID and or from COVID when in actuality you were shot, you died of a heart attack or um, you died in a car accident or whatever the case may be. You fell off a building because COVID pushed you. Um, it's it's bad. And yeah, and I mean, they, when, you, when you pay the hospital, you know, twenty thousand dollars to have a COVID death on that death certificate. There's going to be a COVID death on that death certificate. You know, at Enlo Medical Center where I worked, they, um, you know, they made a lot of money off their elective surgeries, the bariatric, the, um, you know, even the, the hip and the knee and the, and the shoulder replacements, right? I mean, a lot of those are an emergency and the, um, you know, breast augmentation, whatever. So when that all came to a screeching halt in 2020, what else are they going to get, you know, money off of? So, you know, they took advantage, as everybody did too, of um, all those you know, CMS benefits. And there, you mm -hmm. can go to the CMS website, the Center for Medicare Services, and see all the incentives. 20% for remdesivir or an ICU or a ventilator or, you know, and it's all those EUA products and all those horrible, you know, death protocols that, um, you know, I swear Ezekiel Emanuel, that Emanuel brother was, was you know, part, had a hand in developing that death protocol. And um, I work with the former Feds Freedom Group and, um, you know, they've got a Monday um, support group that I listen in on and I try to participate, you know, support. Um, and, yeah, we had a woman here at Enlo Medical Center in Chico who her husband was murdered. And I mean, I, it just shocks me to my core. Like I told you earlier, you know, I can almost take I can almost understand the vaccine rollout. Right. Because we're this vaccine obsessed country. But when it comes to murdering people in the hospital for profit in my own hospital that I worked at. I draw a line. I <laughs> just, you know, I don't understand. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's integrity. And, and here's the funny thing, right? And this is why it's not just them that's culpable, but it's us, right? As a people, right? Because if we stood up and said, no, it, it'd be done five minutes later. We outnumber them like by a lot, a lot. There's nothing they can do. 
um, if we just decide to not not participate, period. And and that's what people have to understand. The the old adage of uh, I was just following or um, it wasn't allowed in the Nuremberg trials and it wouldn't it shouldn't be allowed now. And, you know, it's sad you see moms and dads and husbands and wives separated from each other. Um, they couldn't, you know, be there in their final moments. And uh, people were having to fight tooth and nail hospitals in order to get the right to try in order to get hydrochloroquine or ivermectin or whatever the case may be, because the, the, the protocols in the hospital wouldn't allow them to do it. So there were cases where people went to court, to, to keep their husbands and wives off of ventilators and away from remdesivir so they could try something else first. And in several cases, when they did that and, and the courts allowed it to happen, they walked out of the hospital. India didn't have hardly any deaths. Why? What were they doing we're, differently? We're the only one that used remdesivir. So, I mean, what, you know, how stupid are we, right? I mean, and that's, you know, Fauci got, you know, he's on the patent. And, you know, Ralph Barrick, who's the um, doctor from University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, he created the virus, he created the vaccine Moderna, and he created remdesivir. Really? That man is, I don't know even why they're allowing him to, you know, rattle around the planet, to be honest with you. But yeah, so Dr. Ralph Barrick, he's got a lot to a, a, account for. And if Man, the wheels of justice are too slow to get these people in front of anyone that, you know, any hearing. Right. And here we got Hunter Biden. Right. Walking into the I mean, just absurd. Right. Into Congress. Like, OK, no. Go, can we flip to Fauci? Where's Fauci? At? Yeah. And, and, no, you know, he, he's, he is the ultimate distraction. You know, yep. he is he sure. is squirrel. I should just nickname Hunter Biden squirrel. I like because that's exactly what he is, is, you know, whatever's going on squirrel. You know, that's Hunter Biden. Um. <laughs> I, I heard your story uh, of what happened, um, and, and I'd like to hear it in your words. Your mom passed on, obviously, is a, from a vaccine injury, Correct. Um, and then you took her uh, the money, her, her your inheritance left behind by your mother. You tell the story because I think people yeah. So listen. I mean, you know, I, I was you know telling. I mean, it's just God. I feel like I'm watching a movie, and it's my life. It's like it should be a Netflix documentary series. Um, but yeah, so you know, tw I raised my family in Silicon Valley, so I was raised in Sunnyvale. Um, and, and I went to college, got a degree and the whole thing and, and human resources. So Silicon Valley was my, was my, um, employment opportunity for many years. And I raised a family in, in Fremont and, um, 24, 2011, I lost my husband. He was a police officer and in law enforcement and he died suddenly, like most, a lot of law enforcement officers do, right. Put his heart and soul into the job, you know, working all these, you know, four, 12 shifts and all this. And one morning he came home and he, he didn't wake up. So uh, that was 2014. And I just knew I needed a whole different life change. I was done. I was like, I was fried for my job. I was exhausted. I'd raised the kids. My husband's gone. I'm a widow. What the hell? So I moved to Chico. So Chico's up here in Butte County, two hours or so north of San Francisco. And um, I planted myself here in 2014, bought a house, my two dogs. Here I am. Right. And um, I just started looking around what's going on in Chico. I got it. You know, I've got a new community to get to know my brother lived here, but other than that, I knew nobody. So I literally immersed myself in this little town called Chico. I started going to school board meetings. I started going to city council meetings. I joined the Elks lodge that I'm a daughter of the American revolution. Move that chapter. I started taking classes at Butte community college. I went back to school. I really didn't need to work because of everything, my blood, sweat, and tears from my career, and then losing you my husband. Be, you have to be extremely bored to want to go yeah. back to school. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> you sound like my son. My son's like, mom, you're such a geek. I go, man, I love school. I, I, and I hated, I'm like, we, I can't take zoom classes. I want to be on campus, you know? Mm. So anyway, um, but yeah, so medical terminology. And so I started getting, I, I went to work for Enlo Medical Center here in Chico in 2015. And I became a patient ambassador. It's a volunteer job once a week. Um, I went to work on the third floor in the ICU trauma unit and I help patients. Um, Enlo has about 350 volunteers. It's an army. It's literally like this full full army of volunteers that do everything non-medical. So we do spiritual support. We do, you know, support the nurses. We sit with patients, et cetera. Um, so that became my new world, my new life. I mean, my family, my friends, everything was at Enlo Medical Center. Worked at the gift shop, big fundraiser, um, joined the board of directors, um, became a chair of special events. I decorated the hospital for Christmas. And um, again, that was my world. And so when COVID hit, and it was just, you know, it was crazy, right? We knew what happened. But in this 2020, you're like all these deaths and outbreaks. And I started watching the county. And I'm like, what's going on at the county now, right? You guys are screaming outbreaks and deaths. And I'm sitting here literally at the gift shop, which is in the first floor of, of Enlo Medical Center. And you can hear a pin drop. I'm like, why are they talking about surges and outbreaks and cases? And I don't see this chaos that they're talking about. I literally went to one of the, the, the county meetings going, why don't we have the next one here in the lobby of Enlo so you can tell me and show me where these surges and outbreaks and cases are because I don't see them. But um, anyway, so when the when the vaccine rolled out, man, I lost him again. <laughs> I tell you, they do not want me telling this story, y'all. I apologize. No, it's still going. I got you. It's still going. And I'm like, uh, I got, yeah, yeah. I got we had a hiccup, but you're good. You're good. So yeah, so so here I am in 2021. And so, you know, it's and so I've got my daughter who's a medical assistant down in Pleasanton. So she's at the Alameda County Fairgrounds at these mass vaccination clinics. I'm over here at the fairgrounds in Chico at the mass vaccination clinics. And we're like Rosie the Riveter. We're saving the community, right? So um, as a volunteer, oh, I signed up day one. So January 25th, 2021, I got my first shot of Moderna. And then February 26th, 2021, I got my second shot of Moderna. It was all exciting. And I worked there. I filled the syringes. I made sure they were cold enough or warm enough. I sat there and passed them out to the, you know, the nursing students, 200 an hour. And, um, you know, right after that second shot, I developed this brain fog. And it was very strange. It was like I was out of body. It wasn't like I was forgetful having a senior moment. I went, what the hell's going on? And I took myself to the neurologist and he goes, well, let's do a CAT scan. So now that's March. By the time I get the CAT scan, it's April. And I'm looking at him and he's showing me my CAT scan with a lesion and he's calling it microangiopathy. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, well, I don't know, but we'll just need, I go, what can I do about it? Nothing. So we can, we can um, just make sure it doesn't turn into a tumor or, and you're lucky you didn't have a stroke. And I'm like, what, how did I get that? Who knows? Well, so I just go back to life. Cause I'm, what am I going to do? Worry about it? No. So did they ever go a, back and find out? Oh, well, don't even get me started on that neurologist, but so, you know, but I parked it there in my brain, like, okay, but I get the tinnitus, like you were talking about with your wife. So that summer I developed this tinnitus and it's a screeching in your ear 24 mm -hmm. seven, 365. It gets worse during certain events of solar flares or whatever's going on, but it's always there. It is a hell you cannot escape. And when I That's called my brother, just, it's horrible. And, uh, you know, you read about it. It's an old man's disease. I'm like, I don't even remember my dad having this. 
My brother goes, oh, yeah, I have I've a had a light form of it since I was about 14 or so, but it was due to an injury that I received. This has nothing to do with any vaccines or anything. I mean, it just comes on, you know, and so, you know, my brother's like, oh, I have that, too. I go, since your Pfizer shot, I mean, I start connecting the dots, right? This is now summer of 2021, still at the hospital. And that December of 2021, I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm like, my God, something's wrong. Because I had seen, you know, the um, the first injury I saw in the clinic was when the Chico State track team came through because they were required to get their shots to run track. If you're an 18-year-old kid who spent your life to get into Chico State to run track, you're going to go take a shot, right? So here they come in, the team, into the fairgrounds, and this beautiful track star, he sits down in the chair, and I'm, I'm supporting the Butte College nurses. She injects the syringe, and he literally starts having a seizure. Falls on the ground. I'm talking. This is an immediate adverse reaction. I'm watching in front of my face, and I anyone yell for. They were playing them all over TikTok for a while, and then they removed them all. But there were people just falling out in right after the getting the shot. I mean, I always wonder what happened to that kid, you know. And I, I, again, I'm screaming. I'm yelling for the doctor. No ambulances are coming. I'm like, my God, you know, he's on the ground, and we're at a we're at a warehouse at the fairgrounds, and people are still getting their shots. It was bizarre, but I'm hearing menstrual disruptions, and so those dots I'm connecting as I'm still working, still loving my job, still worried about my mom and my daughter. And so, um, I mean, and when I told Hannah about that one, I go, Hannah, she goes, oh, mom, that's like normal. That's a vasovagal reaction. I go, is that what your doctors are telling you out at the Alameda County Fairgrounds where they're driving through, where they're driving people through and giving them shots and they're driving off? Are you insane, right? But um, so that December, end of December, 2021, I was going through the Swiss Policy Research Foundation it's this very, you know, it's, it's, it's not, um, it's an amazing research area and I'm scrolling through vaccine injuries and literally a, a brain scan pops up that looks exactly like mine. Exactly. And it says 26 year old MS dies of the vaccine. I went, what the, I literally am running around screaming and I go by myself with my dogs and I get my cat scan and I compare it. I go, Oh shit, I'm vaccine injured. I, I kid you not, Eddie. I was like, it took me, I go, I'm vaccine injured. I'm, I'm yelling at my dogs. I'm vaccine injured. Oh my God, I'm vaccine injured. What do I do? Oh my God, what do I do? Right. And so, and this is, we're at this winter break. And so I, um, I, God, what do I do? So I start reading do about Dr. Malone and I'm reading a sub stack and somewhere in his sub stack, a comment came in that said, did you look at how bad is my batch.com? And I'm like, what is how bad is my batch.com? Oh, I go right there. How bad is my batch.com? Pull up my vaccine card, Moderna, 042L20A. Oh, yeah, it's at the top of the list. I go, so I print that off, right? So I'm gathering all these, like, you know, all this evidence to go show my employer, right? Enlo, look at what you've done. You need sure. to do something, right? So in when I go back to the next week to go, you know, talk to them, literally that day, they walk into the gift shop when I was working. Julie, if you want to keep working here, you need to get a booster. I go, <laughs> what? You want me to take a booster? Let me show you my microangiopathy, my brain scan. Let me show you this dead woman. Let me show you how bad is my badge.com. And, but it wasn't easy because I'm, and they wouldn't let us test out. They wouldn't let us get a, any sort of exemption. I had to come home for a weekend because this was my life. I mean, it was my mental health. It was where I went every day. It was my purpose. It was my future. And I had to sit down and do a pros and cons. Yeah. What do I take a risk of a freaking stroke? And so I, you know, obviously I came out and said, no. So I had to go resign. 
I quit. And they start accusing me of bringing COVID into the hospital. And I'm like, what are you insane? I have worked there for five years around MERS and SARS and da da da, all this garbage in the hospital. I've never gotten sick. I've never gotten anybody sick. And now you're accusing me of, you know, doing something, you know, nefarious. Are you insane? And I they had to go to, on the offense before you did. That's oh, hundred percent. And I, you know, I wrote to the, Mike Wiltshire, the CEO, and I said, look, here's my two batch numbers. Here's how bad is my batch.com. Why don't you go recall this? Cause I know how the process worked. I worked at the clinics. I watched them type in da -da 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 -da, everybody's batch number. Everybody's in, I know that it's in their system. You go send a letter like you would if you, you know, sold a bad can of chili or whatever tuna fish in the, in the, in the grocery store and recall it. Just tell them something's wrong. Cause at that point I'm not going to, you know, talk depopulation, mm -hmm. <laughs> but how about it's just garbage. It was bad, but Oh no, not a word. So that, you know, I and then, that was that was January 2022. So now my life is gone. I mean, I have no friends, nothing. I have what am I gonna do? And my, you know, my mom's freaking out. So my mom, she'd obviously gotten her two shots of Moderna, and then she got a booster shot in November because my sister-in-law had lost her kidney to Pfizer. Okay, I'm like, so my mom, of course, gets a booster because my sister's immunocompromised now. And then, you know, little did I know in April of 2022, she got her fourth shot. And I ended up getting a copy of her batch card because then I was doing research. I go get, I go, to, I told all my kids, give me your batch cards right now. I'm going to go look these up. My kids, my family, none of them would give them to me except for my mom. She goes, here, Julia, of course, immediately right off over the phone. Here's my, here's a print screen of my, of my Vax card. She goes, whatever you're working on, I support you. So I, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is outrageous. And so in August 15th, 2022, I get, she's in vacation in Wyoming in her hometown where she goes every August for fair, healthy woman. This woman walked three miles a day, played bridge once a week, never had one underlying medical condition, no cancer, no autoimmune, no pharmaceutical products in her body, perfect weight, nothing wrong with her. And I get yeah. a call going, her heart stopped. Why did her heart stop? And now the coroner's like, you know what the coroner told me? We're calling this SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. I, I was go, gonna bring that up. Uh, that's what he told me to, to, on the phone. I go, are you insane? I go, so man, I called. That, the, that didn't called. exist five years ago. Mm -hmm. Come on. No, no, one heard, like, no one heard of athletes or anyone else going to sleep and just not wake up. Sudden um, adult it, death syndrome? Yeah, you've so, heard of sudden infant death syndrome, but you never heard of sudden adult death syndrome. No, and now we know they're all vaccine related. But so I am. Um, and so the state, I mean, I go batshit and that's crazy. I'm like, it's the vaccine. Here, it's the vaccine, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's Monday and we've lost the matriarch of her family. My brother literally gets on a plane and flies out there to have her cremated before I could even, you know, turn around and start questioning. Um, but luckily, you know, when you die suddenly in somebody's house for no apparent reason, they call the, the state pathologist. So the Wyoming state pathologist gets called and um, he's got her tissues in her labs. And, um, oh, I'm, I'm messaging him in the middle of the night because I, and I literally Google the man to find out who he is. I go, look, I start literally piling on him all of this research about the vaccine. And he, he goes, Julie, we don't have the equipment. We don't know how to test for this. We did it. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, okay, well, as long as you have enough tissues and samples and labs for someday when, you know, there's another pathologist besides Dr. Ryan Cole, I will prove that my mom was murdered by this damn vaccine because there's no other reason for her heart to stop. And her death certificate literally says sudden cardiac event. Who dies of a sudden cardiac event that has never had a, anything wrong with their heart ever? NFL players on the field. 
NBA players, runners, soccer players, comedians. You know, the I, I don't know, I don't know her name, and if I did, I probably wouldn't say it anyway. Um, but there was a comedian that was on, uh, and she was doing a, a bit, a skit, essentially making fun of people who didn't want to take the vaccine because she had just taken it, and while performing her act, passes out on the stage. I, you know what, I, I. I I thought, man, thank you. Thank you for advertising. You know, uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. I don't know if you know this guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've uh, been played. Yeah. It, it, exposing the triad of tyranny. Uh, I, I met him. I met him at a, 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 a real, uh, a reawaken tour and he was nice enough to autograph it for me. And nice guy. Uh, we, I interviewed him and we talked for a while and they removed the interview from the internet. They were, they took it off. That's crazy. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, you know, crazy. so fast forward. So here I am. I'm like, okay, now I'm fighting mad. Now I'm now I now you've taken my mom out, and I'm I'm pissed off. And I've been so I imagine that 2022 period. I had been before my mom died. I had been going to the county to the board meetings every two weeks to pound sand right against the public mm-hmm. health department and demand answers, and not just for the vaccine, but for all of it. The masks, yeah. the social distancing, the contact tracing, all this garbage, the map, everything. And so, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I start, then I start to hear all the other problems going on in the county. So again, I'm in Butte County. My district, district five includes paradise, which exploded um, in 2018. And I was living here. I had to evacuate my house with the campfire. And I'm hearing all of these fire victims from and not just paradise, but Berry Creek, Sterling city, Cohasset, complaining that their fire departments aren't being staffed. We're not staffing our fire departments. Am I hearing this? Um, then mm-hmm. I hear, I mean, all these problems and I'm like, and then, so I start looking at the supervisors going, what are you doing? What do you do? And now I'm watching the socialist shake hands with my so-called conservative. How come you guys are buddy, buddy now? How come you're yeah. on the same page? I was thinking that today, just looking at the uh, Hunter Biden deal uh, when they're going to break um, about how many of the people that were yelling at each other were laughing and telling jokes to one another as soon as it was like uh, they they thought they were done and, and no one was, uh, you know, alive. But go ahead. I, I apologize. Yeah, it just, no, it's, 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 it's absurd to me, you know. And so we had two, you know, at this point, the, um, the and we had, so we went through redistricting, if, right, 2020. And it was at District 5, because Paradise literally burned up, um, it lost like 20,000 residents, right? Paradise is gone. So we had to completely restructure this whole, this whole County. And, um, I, uh, I mean, it's just so unreal to me that, you know, as much information, as much research and every day I was sending them emails, every, anything that crossed my desk, right? Daily clout, Dr. Naomi Wolf, anything that came across my desk, I'm forwarding to them. And I'm just thinking at some point they're going to go, Oh, Hey, maybe she's got some, no, they literally are that ignorant. Um, we reelected or unelected one of the socialist supervisors in 2022. And we put on to the supervisor, a police chief or a police captain from Chico. So I'm like, and I made sure he got elected. I, I literally chased ballots. I harvested ballots for that man. Cause it was a really close race. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be great. I actually have a police person that's on. He'll want to investigate. Right. The first day I met with him, he goes, Oh, public health doing a great job. I go, no, go lock up those vials. I've met with the sheriff. I met with Sheriff Corey Honey. I go, sir, 
we need to lock up these files. He goes, Julie, if you get me a law that's broken, I'll go lock somebody up. I go, oh my God, this is outrageous. So um, what's my last resort? Okay, let me run for Butte County Supervisor. So I finally said, you know what? I've had enough. Public health is shot. Um, it's a $40 million business in Butte County. Um, it gets grants from the state. So it's, but it's still a loss of about $4 million. So we spend where, $4 million tax money. Where does this put you? Let's say you're elected tomorrow and yeah. you hold office. At what level of government uh, are you at? Do you, do the sheriffs answer to you? Do you answer to them or what, where does that put you? Yeah. So the County supervise. So in, in Butte County, so there's five of us. And so we have oversight over 24 departments, the sheriff, the DA, the um, public works, behavioral health, public health, mm -hmm. um, the library services, all the things that, you know, kind of come through the county mm -hmm. as supervisors, you have oversight. It's a huge job. And it's, so you know, it, you're, you're going to be very um, critical when it comes to what's going into the schools as far as reading material and and that sort of thing. And you have a lot to say about what happens in the police department. Uh, we need more people, average everyday people, not, you know, friend of a friend of congressmen and senators and family members like Gavin Newsom is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. Right. I mean, most people don't know that because they don't generally state it that way, but he literally is. <laughs> He's literally yep. Nancy's nephew. Um, and for most people don't Come from you talked about your socialist uh, people there that are in your in your government locally. Um, you know, Bill Clinton's daughter is married to a member of the Soros family. So is John Kerry, uh, John Kerry's daughter, uh, married to a member of either his daughter's son. So I don't want to misquote, but essentially they're all married into the Soros family. Yeah, and um, and that's what I'm trying to figure out is where, you know. I mean, and I don't understand. Just ask questions. You know, we we elect you as oversight yeah. and the, all they do is literally rubber stamp anything that those department heads bring forth. Every now mm -hmm. and again, they'll maybe have a little argument, which I think is mostly for the, you know, camera's sake. But mm -hmm. they literally, I'm like, these are not your best friends. I mean, they spend yeah. more time congratulating and patting each other in the back with resolutions than yeah. they do on, on business at the county. Uh, absolutely. So, absolutely. And, and at some, and at some point, um, what, and I'm just going to say it, what's written on paper, um, the law itself has been mistreated and misused by people to try to uh, force things uh, on the population that weren't necessarily right, but they were legal because of the way the laws are put in place. But my question to people that are put in those positions is like, do you want to do what's legal or what's right? Right. At some point, we got to draw the line as human beings and say, you know what, I'm not I'm not doing that. Um they are they are doing everything they can to upend family values, to throw away the heritage of our country, um, to to really break apart the nuclear family. And uh, I mean, we're we're essentially being called bigots or or anything that if we just disagree with the uh, the agenda that they push. Oh, yeah. if, we don't, if we don't want a male showering next to our high school daughter in the law room. Um, we're bigots. If we don't you know, want that, that, we have that going on here at Chico Unified, literally we've got a lawsuit. Um, so an 11 year old girl was transitioned without 11 years old was mm -hmm. being transitioned. We've got a, 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 B665, a group right where you're at. 
right? AB665. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Parental secrecy. There's actually a law that, you know, parental secrecy policy. And they Stonewall Alliance is in Chico transitioning little kids behind their parents' back. And this parent sued and um, and it's went to Eastern District Court. It's um, It got dismissed and now we've got it being appealed. And so, and now we've got Rob Bonta, you know, supporting Chico Unified School District's ability. Rob Bonta, our attorney. So we were talking about Assembly Bill 665, AB 665. Kids at the age of 12 are being taken from their moms and dads and placed under uh, care by the state. And this same state will also protect people who bring kids from other states if they're transitioning and literally uh, not prosecute. And not only not prosecute, but from my understanding, they will make sure that the kidnapper is, I mean, they'll, they'll like, it's a sanctuary state. We're a sanctuary city for gender surgeries for little kids. For kidnappers. Mm -hmm. State-sponsored yep. state kidnapping. I think they'll go so far as to actually sponsor them to have their birth certificate changed to the new oh, kidnapper. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's it's absurd. And I, you know, I learned something else with with politicians here in this county. So we got a school board, right? Chico School Board, and mm -hmm. there's an office of education above it at the county. So my oversight would be to the office of education. But here I am. I'm, I'm a taxpayer, property taxpayer for the Chico Unified. So I see something I don't like, or and, and I've got a city council, Chico City Council, right? And then you've got, again, so they will not cross over into another person's territory. So if one of our city council members thinks that the school district is doing something wrong, they won't go complain about it. And I, I'm like, what are you kidding me? You're, well, we, we can't cross over into another politician's territory. That's a rule. That's a little rule. I'm like, that's absurd. So, yeah, and, and we've actually had one of the school board members last month say, the minute that your child steps out of your house, we own them. I went, did he, did he <laughs> just that? say that? Uh, Who one said of our that? School, Tom Lando, one of our school board members, Tom Lando Jr. I go, did he just say that out loud? Did he literally just say that out loud? So, yeah, that's mm -hmm. and that's the way they think. And so, you know, we've got now Rob Bonta, the AG for California, that, you know, is supporting Chico Unified's, you know, standing firm on, we want it. We want to be able to, you know, basically be the doctors and the and the parents for the kids, and but at the same time, at the high school, there's at least two biological males that are allowed to change in in, in the girls' locker room, and we had a, a girl stand up at the school board meeting, a sophomore, and say, "This is wrong, this is wrong," and um and so she's fighting mad, and it's just under what planet are we allowing biological men? in high school to change in front of biological females in a gym. It's I oppression. Mean, it's oppression. If, if, <laughs> if they act as if we're bigots because we don't, we don't, we disagree wholeheartedly with what they're doing. This was the whole reason why we have male restrooms and female restrooms. It's the whole reason why we have the NBA and the WNBA. There is a big difference between men and women. And, uh, to act like there's not because you have come up with this pseudoscience that says because you think you're a woman or you feel feminine that you are. This used to be a mental uh, disorder, a, 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 an emotional disorder. It was something that you sought counseling for. If if I walk into, and I use this example all the time because it's how this is literally the most prevalent way to put it. If I walk into a psychologist's office, a psychiatrist's office, and I say, Doc, I'm hearing voices. I'm having auditory hallucinations. He does not tell me that they're real. He tells me you need help. 
and he gives me medication and he, I get counseling and I try to, and I try to get better. These people are going in with a mental defect. They walk in the front door of, of a doctor's office. Now this is different. I want to, I want to dif- differentiate between those who want to be women and those who literally think they are right. Cause there is a difference or, or the, that are the, 11 years old. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, look, what is the stat? It's like between 80 and 90% of kids that identify that way at 12, by the time they leave high school, have changed their mind. We know the stats. We know the numbers. They tell us these same kids cannot be charged and and sentenced to heavy time in prison or jail or anywhere else because their brains have not formed yet to a point where they can make sound decisions at 25. They say that is a better time to do that. That's why Gascon and those in LA don't prosecute crimes. We saw Dave Chappelle almost murdered on stage. Everyone saw it. We're all eyewitnesses. Everyone's seen the video. There were many people there live. That man was walking the streets that night. It's another incident where a man ran over a, a woman and her child on video and got five months of probation because he's stating that these people should not be prosecuted because they weren't old enough. But you're allowing someone who can't decide what time they go to bed to pick which gender they want to be. And to the point of mutilating them if they so choose. Um, And uh, to my thing is what I'm thinking is 11, 12 year old, eight year olds, whatever it is, they don't even know to ask this question. Right. Remember tomboys? Girls used to be tomboys. Right. It wasn't they weren't actual boys like they were tomboys. Some men are more soft. Some women are more masculine. They're more, you know, they're a little more direct. They're tough. You know, uh, I know plenty of them. My mom was one. She was four foot nine, but you thought she was six foot five. <laughs> and it, but it, it there, but essentially to tell someone there's only one way to be a woman and one way to be a man is that's, that's, that's what they're embarking on. That's what they're doing. And as a result, People are going down these journeys of self-mutilation and medication to the detriment of their lifespan and their ability to have children uh, and all this. I mean, it, it, if you, I don't know if you saw Matt Walsh's movie, yeah. uh, What is a Woman? But the, 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 the individual on that movie was, is not alone. There's a large contingent of people that have transitioned, that are transitioning back, that have said there's a reason why Sweden no longer gives puberty blockers two kids over there and they were the most forward thinking country on this particular subject. The reason why they don't do it is because it causes, there's no reversing it. First of all, there's no reversing. We use suppress the, the, the child's natural growth hormone and through adolescence, they can never go back and get that again and live through that again. Even if you stop the uh, puberty blockers in time while they're still going through puberty, they only get the remainder of puberty, the duration that's left. So they never have, they will be forever in this midway of developing, which is, uh, I mean, that was, what's the suicide rate? 40% in that community, 40%. We've had four, right? If you count this one whose social media account, they just scrubbed uh, right after the shooting, right? Trans, trans people are less than 1% of our population, but they are responsible for four mass shootings in less than two years. Well, you never hear about that. I mean, that's, that's, and, and, and no one else says that stat. Like I'm the only one, but I can, you, you, Uvalde shooter, the, uh, the, 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 um, the Nashville shooter, the one that happened in PA. And then this one, that's four in two years. No, no. And when you're less than 1% of the population, but you got four mass shooters and I mean, there's something 
going well, on there. There's a problem. And now, and now we've got a gun problem. So it's let's get rid of the guns because it's a gun problem. No, let's back up to the root cause. And that's one of my th- you know biggest issues. I was taught to find the root cause and then you mm-hmm. fix the root cause. We keep. I love Archie Bunker's. I love Archie Bunker's response to that. Right? Remember, you remember Archie Bunker and all in the Archie family. Bunker. He yep. said, you know, if you, if you take the guns away, I'll just push them out of windows. Oh, and how if, funny! <laughs> it's true. I mean, and that was in the seventh. You know? Yeah. A lot of truth in 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 a lot of those old TV shows. Um, we could they couldn't be on TV today because oh my God they would be canceled ten minutes later. Can you imagine uh, 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 Archie Bunker on TV today or oh, Sanford and Son or or Good Times? again, right? I mean, w- at what point can we just laugh and be you know not mm-hmm. be so hypersensitive to every little thing and have to apologize? Sure. It's absurd. You know, I was going to tell you this talking about hate groups. And this was something I just learned last month at the County. So again, I go to these County meetings and I just, I sit there and I just observe. And so there was a agenda item last month about use of the veterans halls in Butte Mm -hmm. County. So apparently we've got four veterans halls. There's one here in Chico that are County owned buildings that obviously then can be, you know, um, rented out by the veterans groups. Well, apparently our socialist supervisor believed that there were hate groups that were being allowed to use the veterans hall in Chico. And so she demanded a new policy. And so we need to have a policy. So I'm listening to this policy that they developed to make sure that there was no hate groups being used at these veterans halls. New California state was the group that was being called out as a hate group. And I'm sitting there going, like, I am part of the New California State group here in Butte County. And I'm like listening to this going, what? No, we're not hateful. What are you talking about? And so she's quoting. So Tammy Ritter, the supervisor, is a socialist. Um, she's quoting the Southern Poverty Law Center. So Southern Poverty Law oh Center. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so like, and so I go home and I'm Googling. Southern why not just Poverty quote the Defamation League, the Anti-Defamation yeah. League? I mean, come on. Why, I mean, let's get a good source, right? It's, I mean, you all got to go look it up. If you haven't looked up the Southern Poverty Law Center and looked up the map. So in Butte County, Butte County Freedom Coalition. Moms for Liberty, New California. I'm like, wow, we're all considered hate groups now. And she's quoting it like it's science, you know, like it's the science. Yeah. I'm like, that's absurd. And, you know, luckily Bill Connolly is a veteran himself and he's one of the supervisors. And he's like, "Are they're not the KKK. <laughs> Let the veterans rent out their space to whom they see fit. And I guarantee you, they will not let the KKK come walking into their facility. I mean, I don't understand why they still act like that's even a a thing. Right. So the KKK, I I saw like on MSN, they, they put a picture up there today, but when's the last time you saw a KKK march? Right. I have been all throughout the, the United States. I have never ran into a KKK person. I have never ran into a white supremacist group. Um, I've all these things that they're trying to create where it, it, it just, it doesn't really work. I'm going to take a quick pause for the sponsors and we'll be right back. My people of this country and we're under attack. They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're going to see is American flags. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, 
palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation. From Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries, this will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. So... We were talking a little bit before we went on break. Um, and, and I don't know if you see the same dots that I'm connecting, right? So uh, these shots are poison. I'm just putting it out. There's no middle ground. I'm not playing nice. I'm not middle of the road on this. They're poison. Um, so while meanwhile, they're giving them to the people of the United States. And I think the number of people that were vaccinated was in the 90s. That's what they say, right? It's like 90 plus percent of people in the United States received this poison. Well, at the same time they were doing this, they're letting droves of people through the southern border. Uh, but they didn't have to be vaccinated. Neither did the no. ones they flew in from Afghanistan. So, and, and you saw them with the machine guns tattooed on them. And, uh, you know, when you, with, with the numbers were back in like 10 years ago, it was like about 22 million. They said undocumented people in the United States. Imagine what it is now. We got a standing army. There's a standing army inside of our borders, and we don't know who they are. We don't know where they come from. I don't know if you know this. Here's another uh, tidbit for you. Biden changed uh, the way that the unaccompanied minors were reported when they came across the border. We used to take blood, and we'd have a DNA sample, so family on this side of the border would be able to pick that child up. We'd be able to verify these people and who they were and who we were giving this child to. Upwards of 20,000 kids right now. Uh, and that's the last number I heard. Upwards of 20,000. We don't know where they are. We don't know who has them. None of that. There were people who resigned their positions because they refused to continue this. Uh, and that's how I heard because the whistleblower who came out uh, stating this is what they're doing. And this and this was uh, changed under Biden to allow them to process people faster. They're just what handing people the, out. What happened to the outrage um, AOC about kids in cages? Right. right. I mean, yeah. well, she needs to lay that at, Ob at Obama's feet. But but that they were there. Uh, that was an Obama era creation. But here here's the thing. And here's here's my take on it. And people can call me heartless if they want to. If we break the law here in the United States, we go to jail. We don't stop at school to pick up our kids on the way to jail. Um, it is illegal to cross our border without coming through a port of entry. And following the, the the asylum papers the correct way, um, there is a process for coming here. And I know people that waited 10, 15 years to get into the United States. I know engineers, you know, but and we're talking about other portions of the world, other so when they come here, they have to add value. Like, what are you coming here for? What do you do? You know, have you graduated high school, college? These are all things we ask them. They literally take tests. And they have to stay out of trouble. They can't get in any trouble. All this to legally come here. But they just get to hop, skip, and jump across the border and get a free pass. Hell, they were going on the other side of the border and filling out the paperwork. That way they could lower their numbers on this side of the border. That way when they crossed, they wouldn't be undocumented. And they were doing that in an effort to lower the numbers 
of undocumented coming across the border. See, it's a technicality, and that's how you play politics. It's word games. So when they were going over there, they were giving them free cell phones and plane tickets to go wherever the hell they wanted to go. You want to go to Chicago, New York, you know, and I can only imagine, yeah, that's that's where my leader is sending me. That's what I'm hearing in my head when, like, I want to go to New York, and you and you got a machine gun tattooed on your forearm, and you're from Afghanistan. I mean, come on. Didn't we just go through this? <laughs> didn't we just go through this? Muhammad Atta, all these people that were sent here from Pakistan. And, uh, and they were getting on flying, learning how to fly planes into buildings. Yeah, fly, going down into Bowie, Maryland. And all these, I mean, even though there's, we talked a little bit about that. That story wasn't exactly on the level either. But at the same time, the American people, we just went through this mess. It's amazing to me when we go through some of the things that we go through and we should, we should be shell shocked and we should have learned something like it tripped me out. Um, it tripped me out when we were looking for this guy, Osama, well, we knew where he was. Uh, we were looking for him for years and years and years, such a boogeyman, bad guy, all, everything was about radical Islam and that's what we were fighting and everything. And then they elect Obama. I mean, that was really crazy. We're looking for Osama. We elect Obama, who literally, whose dad was a uh, uh, Islamist, a radical Islamist, who really believed in overthrowing the United States. His 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 mom uh, was such a socialist, such a Marxist type, that when Lolo Satoro, who was his adoptive father, stepdad, yep, yeah, brought him here. He was he was his name was Barry Barry Satoro. Most people don't know. He changed his name because he was adopted by this guy. And then when he came back to the United States, he went on to become a pupil or mentored by Franklin Marshall Davis, who wrote the American communist in his referral letter in Harvard. And so you got a good idea of who this guy is. Uh, he was also friends with uh, William Aaron, Teresa Dorn and the Weatherman underground group founders who killed police officers, bombed the Pentagon and uh, Larry Silverstein. Let's not forget old Larry Silverstein, Obama's boyfriend. Like, I mean, you get a very good picture of who these people are. I mean, him and Michael are great people from what I understand. You know, yeah, you know, Eddie, one of my greatest disappointments since becoming awakened to all this nonsense is is the Bushes, right? George Senior. You know, oh I mean, I was goodness. a huge I was a huge Bush fan. I mean, I literally have like little beanie baby Bush, you know, because I, I was all in. And so learning about Lolo Sotoro and George Bush being CIA and operatives and all this assassination, you know, stuff. And so now this explains why George Bush Jr. and Barry Sotoro, a.k.a. Obama. Say that again, because you, you, you say that, that again. Yeah. So, so we've got so we've got Lolo Sotoro, right? The uh -huh. Indonesian, you know, assassin. Oil tycoon. Yeah. Oil tycoon, who is good friends with George Bush Sr. And they had little CIA and assassination plots going on. So oh, you, got you know. Barry Sotoro, right? Low, AKA Obama. And you got George Bush Jr. So when you see them at events and they're passing little candies or Laura Bush hands, you know, Barack Oh, Obama. you're the first person I talked to who knew this. Yeah, the candy thing was something that happened yeah. when he was a little kid. Yep, they and were best friends. They continued the tradition because Barry and uh, Barry and Bush knew each other as, as yeah. children. Yeah, as that's why they're yep. the best of friends now. Yep. You know that's what I want to know? What the hell was in those? What, what the hell was in those envelopes that Trump handed those guys at the funeral? I don't know. You know, that's everybody I, wants to know that. I know. Well, yeah. Everybody I mean, I wants want to know that. Yeah, I mean, I want to know I, what's in the soccer ball that Putin gave to Trump. You know, there's something there too. But yeah. No, it, it's 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 wild. And but what I was getting at is that 
it seems as though they're doing everything in their power to push an agenda on the American people that they're not pushing on the people they're using to replace us. It is replacement theory. It has got nothing to do with the fact that it's got nothing to do with bigotists. We're a country of immigrants. Uh, my, my mother uh, was German and Irish. My dad, my dad's side of the family were native uh, to this land. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody came here for a reason. They used to come here to be American. Right. But now when you when you flood our borders with mass immigration to the level that we have right now, um, you don't give people time to acclimate and become American and, and assimilate into our society and learn our ways in our culture. Because when you throw 10,000 people in one to one city, wherever they move, it's exactly where they left. The culture is going to be like where they left. Everything about where they're going is going to be where they left. And the government is going to be able to bird feed these people and they're going to accept that. Because they don't know any different. And it's still going to be 10 times better than whatever the hell they left. And um, if you look at Ukraine, if you look at what's going on, I mean, not Ukraine, uh, in the UK, rather, uh, it scares the hell out of me because they're literally co uh, colonizing the UK. They have portions of the UK that practice Sharia law. You can't read the Bible out loud in some cities in, I said Ukraine again, in the UK. There are some cities within the UK that you cannot read the Bible out. And just to prove a point, you can't do it in Ukraine either because Zelensky's a Nazi, even though yeah. he's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's Jewish. Even though he's Jewish. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that other people don't see it as for the tragedy it is. And I ask myself all the time, and let me ask you, Where's the line in the sand for the American people? What is it going to take for them, the people to say, this is the one you don't cross and then the powder keg? Because for me, it happened already. It happened a while back. It happened and it continues to happen. But I don't understand is not the country that I thought we were of the people that were around during the greatest uh, generation and during World War II and all those people have died off. And it's just amazing to me that we, you know, our Gen Xers and our, the people, I'm like, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? Where, where are our rallies? Where are we at in the streets? I mean, we have anti-Semitic gang yeah, rallies. I come, you know, I hope we come full circle somehow because I was on a, um, a space. So, you know, AssembleX on Twitter, right? So AssembleX mm -hmm. is this digital town square concept and there's a, there's an AssembleX for California and et cetera, but there's one for the Gen Z. So I was on this space with the Gen Z foot crowd and they're now more like you and me. They're all about the constitution, all about rights. They're, all, they're sick and tired of what they had seen growing up. So somewhere yeah. in the middle, you know, with the Gen Xers, they got kind of screwed and all this nonsense at the colleges, et cetera. So they're spoiled brat, you know, this, that, and the other, but somewhere they're getting, now we're getting, we're sandwiching them. So I'm kind of yeah. hoping that somewhere at Ratchet's, in terms of the line in the sand, it's got to be the second amendment. It's got to be that second amendment is our line in the sand. We're not crossing it. And unfortunately, you know, I'm in California. We've got red flag laws. So I unfortunately had a restraining order filed against me because of what I do. And I speak out and, you know, it's very easy to file a restraining order on somebody in California. You just go in and go, Hey, this person's harassing me on social media. I don't like it. Well, we're just a suburb of you guys here. I'm in Nevada and we're just a suburb. We have all the same BS. You know, but as part of that restraining order, I had to, I had to turn in my firearms. That's so, not constitutional. The second uh, amendment clearly states yep. there shall be no law made to infringe upon. I go, I'm a, I'm a second amendment purist. I take that literally as it stated, which means to me that you're not allowed to take weapons away at all. It's a yep. human right because it says that the right to bear arms is inferred. 
the term inferred in, in context in, this, in the Second Amendment means that it supersedes the Constitution because you have a right to protect your life. That's simple. And, yeah, and now, it was one of the, again, one of those eye wake eye opening moments. Cause here I am again, I am a widow. I live alone and I enjoy my firearms and I, you know, but I had to sit there and I'm reading this, this, you know, restraining order. And it's like, it literally, and they knew I had them. Cause you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm a downrange member anyway. So I'm like, so I surrendered them. So they are right now in lockup at the Chico police department. Now the restraining order ended this week. So now I, you know, went down today and said, I need an appointment to get my property back. You better still have all four of those firearms. <laughs> so anyway, here's my receipt. But I was shocked. I go, they have in California found a way to legally remand people's firearms through the restraining order process. Perception is power. It. It's not legal. Well, yeah. And you know, it's funny because Sodi, I was like, I went through my mind going, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to store one over here. I'll send one over to, you know, over there to my, you know, step grandkids, whatever. I'll bury one in the backyard. I don't care. But I knew that I would have somebody pounding through my door with a battering ram. I mean, because you have to be scared that way now. Well, do you remember the Clive Bundy deal? The Clive, do you remember the Clive Bundy deal that took place here where the federal agents went out to the property of Clive Bundy and they all brought their assault rifles and everything? That was the most American moment that ever took place in my lifetime. In my lifetime, I never saw anything like that. And kudos, kudos to those guys. And Nate, Nate Kane was just in D.C. meeting uh, with them uh, two days back. Or was it yesterday or the day before? It was meeting with them. And, I, of course, I tried to send my message through Nate. I want them on the show. Yeah. Um, for real. Uh, these guys went out there and stood in front of federal agents and made sure that Clyde Bunny and his family remained safe and there wasn't another incident such as there was at Ruby Ridge. Um, and, and it happens all too often. And people get away with it. And they're like, oops, sorry, you're dead. Like, and it's not a big deal. I think that what happened with Janet Reno and those guys that took place at the branch division complex down in Waco was another incident that that was just overlooked. Um, and 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 it, it's terrible um, that the, the 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 effect of that was the Timothy McVeigh moment, which was also a, a crazy moment in history because Timothy McVeigh was inside of a rider truck that he created a dirty bomb with. He supposedly went and bought a bunch of ammonium nitrate and things like that. But what people don't understand, and if you can go look on Channel 4 Oklahoma City News about the Arthur P. Murrell building um, that took place, is there are three other bombs inside the building. Well, how did, how did he get inside the building? He didn't, the long and short of it. Um, the news report literally says, and I quote, that the bombs found inside the building were more technical than the one that was in the rider truck. And you saw them bring them out and cast iron uh, things so that they could, uh, you know, explode them inside of these containers and it, and it, and it wouldn't, nobody would get hurt. Uh, yeah, the, lies, the lies, the lies, the lies. It's amazing to me. I mean, and this is, this is on the level. Um, I don't do conspiracy. <laughs> I usually, I'm the guy that will wait you know, three, four or five days, just like these tunnels in New York underneath the synagogues. I have no idea what the tunnels were right. for and neither, neither does anyone else. We've got tunnels all under Chico. I mean, the Bidwells, you know, when they made Chico, you know, Bidwell mansion, it's like, yeah, they built tunnels from, and now there's one under the sorority house and we've got it. All these people are same thing. Conspiracy. Like, Oh God, there was a tunnel to whatever. Here's, here's, here's the problem with it for me. Right. Here's the problem with it. They immediately found a way to connect those tunnels underneath that and, and and it could be used for anything but this is this is what the media used it for the media used it as a way to connect what was going on supposedly in those tunnels to benjamin netanyahu how do you make that connection wow. because the most famous uh uh synagogue in the united states one in the world is in that area of new york 
So Benjamin Netanyahu, being an ambassador to the United States, if everybody remembers where he started, knew he, he went to that temple before. Okay. And so now there's now they say, well, the people that run the temple are Zionists. So now Zionists were uh, you know, had a, t- a, a tunnel under their temple and they knew Benjamin Netanyahu. It's like, here's some just reach, reach, reach um, style of uh, of journalism. And it's just, for, for my sake, for one, the Zionist movement is nothing more than the Jewish people wanting to govern their own state uh, with their orthodoxy and their rules and their laws. That's it, plain and simple. The same people that complain about Zionism do not complain about Sharia law. They're completely silent on the issue where Sharia law tells people how they can beat their wives and stone their children. If they have sex out of wedlock, they kill people who don't believe what they believe. They literally take people's lives away. They call them honor killings. It's nuts. It's nuts. And they will lie. Uh, I have a post uh, on Twitter uh, by a lady who exposed. I mean, I knew about this. I just didn't know the name of it. And I still don't. It's like Tarak or something like that. But there's a law in Islam that says basically they are allowed to lie and tell you anything you want to hear just to further the cause of Islam. It's like that, uh, that, that, uh, uh, interview that Dinesh D'Souza did not long back, uh, with a guy who was, uh, used to be a member of a radical form of Islam. And he said, you know, do you think that the Islamist is going to go get an abortion? No, but he's going to tell you, yes, you go do that. Go do that. Your body, your choice. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because it's just they're enabling because they know where it all ends. It ends in death. LGBTQ ends in death. All of yeah. these things end in death. And uh, there's no further. And here's the thing. If you if that's who you are and that's who you want to be, I don't believe in taking your freedom away from being that if that's what you want to be. Um, I just believe in my values and my morals and my standards. And as long as you don't try to force me to have to accept that just like I don't go and say, you know, kneel and pray to Christ. And, you know, it's the same thing, but tolerance is a one way street with the left. It, the only thing that is sure about the left is the left has no standards. If you stand for something, they won't stand for it. Right. That's literally the way they are. They have no standards. They will back the LGBTQ community while at the same time backing members of radical Islam. And if you put their constituents together in one room, they kill each other. And I don't really think that a lot of them are too smart anyway, because if you watched the anti-Semitic gang rallies going on in New York City, they're running around with signs that say queers for Palestine. I say send them. Yeah. Send them. Send them over there. If they love Palestine so much, go defend it. Go ahead. Let's see if you're alive in 24 hours. It's nuts. It's, It's very nuts. And we have members of our government that are belonging to the DSA, the whole squad, the Cory Booker, oh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, um, AOC, and uh, I know I'm forgetting one, Ilhan Omar, who yeah. broke immigration laws in the United States by marrying her brother in order to bring him here to the United States. And oh, everyone knows this, this is an open secret. And all of these people belong to a group that hold pro-Hamas rallies. Now, how do you hold government office while advocating for a designated terrorist group. Um, What are your thoughts? I'll give you that and then give you a final thought before we get out of here. Yeah. You know, God, there's so much impact there. And I, you know, it's, um, and again, democratic socialists of America, they run Chico, a lot of, a lot of that liberal left and they're communist Marxist socialist Mm -hmm. kind of thug. So it's, um, Mm -hmm. 
it's it's something that we kind of have to live with here. You know, I agree. I think if I'm tolerant to a point, but you don't force it on the kids, you don't force it into, you know, into into the way that I'm supposed to, you know, run my life. And um, but I, you know, I don't know how we get out of this. I tell you, I don't know where the red line is anymore. I thought it was the border. <laughs> you know, no, seriously. It takes you and I, it takes you and I speaking up. It takes it everyone, everyone unwilling to be seen as the bigot they try to make you out to be or whatever it is. And you still stand your ground. I went into the United Methodist Church right around the corner, walked in and confronted them on the fact that they're allowing gay people to be ordained and teach in the church. I confronted them on camera with scripture and they had no answer for me. Literally, one of them told me that Bible's 2000 years old. Oh. What? Are you serious right now? And this is a church, right? I want to make sure I'm in a church. Right. Well, you, yeah. who are you to judge? Well, Corinthians 5.12 tells me that I am to judge anyone who calls himself a Christian, not the world. But if you belong to my flock, I'm going to tell you, hey, that's a sin. That's wrong. And it's not done out of hate. It's done out of love. My people die for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And because people don't know, Christians are supposed to stand in that gap for other Christians. So if you hear a church or a preacher or a person that's leading people down the wrong path. It's up to you. You're going to get judged based on what you do and what you don't do. Yeah. You so, know, it's funny because at the uh, county, and I'll leave, I'll kind of leave with this. I, I definitely mm -hmm. encourage everybody. You, you need, you do need to get out there and speak up now. And I, you know, every community meeting that is held in your city, town, county has an opportunity for a public comment. So, Every school board meeting, every city council meeting, every, you know, Butte County Association of Government meeting, every Butte Fire Safe Council meeting, they have to offer an agenda item for public comment. You use that public comment. You use those three minutes. You lay your grievances out there or you, you know, make your statements and then you mm -hmm. film it and you clip it and you videotape it and you go, you know, splatter it all over your social media. That's the only way that we're going to continue to um, exercise the free speech and get our, you know, our information, our statements out there. I am, um, when I was down at the county on Tuesday, I am, um, again, I pound sand in those three minutes of my public comment. And there's only two of us really now that are there every time, me and Diana Dreis. So this uh, week, one of the things that I, my last minute of my three minutes was quoting Archbishop, Archbishop Carlo Vigano. And it's something that I've got um, on my Twitter right now, my Twitter um, post from Tuesday at the county meeting. And I told him, you better get right with God. If, if you can't listen to Archbishop Carlo Vigano, who gave a 10 minute, um, I mean, unbelievable words that that man said to us on our on our call last week. And I told him, I said, you're you need. I don't know what else to tell you, people. You're not going to mm -hmm. listen to the you know Surgeon General from Florida, Joseph Latipo. You're not going to listen to me when I've given you witness testimony. How about you listen to Archbishop Vigano? Because he's calling these vaccines biological weapons of mass destruction, mm -hmm. gene serum. He's talking about the nanostructures that are being implanted into our people, into our kids as we speak. Mm -hmm. If you can't understand and hear that from an archbishop, I don't know speak what else to tell you. Real quick on what nanotechnology is, because I oh, think boy, that's very important. Oh, I tell you, it's a whole nother rabbit hole. But um, one of the Chico State professors that's vaccine injured here in my community, she literally has blood slide, blood slide samples of her vaccinated blood with little wires and nanotubes and nanostructures in it that came mm -hmm. from her Pfizer shot and they're self-assembling and they're connecting. And then, you know, you've got the internet of bodies and the internet of things, and you've got the, you know, WHO and the world economic forums dream of connecting us. So mm -hmm. it's real. I wouldn't, I, if I hadn't seen her blood samples and if she hadn't shown me literally that woman had them coming out of her hairline. No. And I, 
it's nuts. You have you have but who knew? Harari, uh, who yeah. is assistant to uh, Klaus Schwab, uh, made public statements about being able to hack the human uh, brain. How the hell could he do that without a, without a conduit to be able to do that? So this is why a lot of people started taking the, uh, you know, say, stating in the offset of this uh, vaccine that there was a there was a connection between the vaccine and uh, and what they were doing. And they were they were kind of uh, going off. Maybe it's the cell towers. Maybe it's this uh, uh, 5G and, and all this. Now, I know 5G was developed as a weapon. That's a fact. Yep. It was a military weapon. It's how why it was developed is how it was developed by the military. Um what they're doing with it, I don't know. I don't have a stance on it. All I know is that the, the, all the things that we stated tonight in here about that vaccine and all the all the references we gave you to all the places where we got our our information are 100% factual, and I put my name on that. Um, so, and again, you know, there's a transhumanism agenda here. That's an ugly little piece of this that nobody wants. Even the you know Senator Ron Johnson or. Dr. Ryan Cole, they don't like to talk about this transhuman agenda. And I, you know, those clots that are, that are jamming people's that, that, that the um, embalming people are finding um, are real, right? There's no disputing mm -hmm. that Richard Hirschman, an embalmer, will show you vials and vials and vials of these white, fibrous, not normal, not human clots that came from somewhere. And when Mike Adams put those in his mic microscopy thing, and he found tin, aluminum, and sodium which are electrical circuitry elements. So as your blood's spinning through your body, if you've been vaccinated and you have these structures, these nanostructures, it will grow and they'll self-assemble. And I, I firmly believe that maybe my mom died from one of those finally jamming her, her one of her arteries. Well, or your body doesn't expel metals. Once yeah. metals are put in your body, your body does, it yep. does never expel those metals. And they put a lot of them in. I mean, they got me to a point now where I'm so damn scared to take a vaccine. I won't get a flu shot. I won't get no shots. Like, I don't oh, I won't. My dogs know. won't take a vaccine, Eddie. I won't get my dogs any except for the rabies. That's the only one that they get, period. Full yeah, stop. There's I, 74 I, we're giving to these little scared. kids. It's disgusting. I'm not scared of much, but I, I'm not volunteering for it. Put it that no, way. I, I always tell people, I go, you know, Xi Jinping didn't put this into his PLA. His PLA didn't take no mRNA technology shot, and neither did Putin. Putin did you put really, that in his little army. There were a couple of people that had exemptions, and Congress was one of them. Oh, yeah, they're well, all free. Congress there. didn't have to take it. Congress now, didn't you, have to take the vaccine. Now, do you wonder if there's no damn way in the world that, that that Biden took it either? I don't believe it. You can show it to me on TV all day. They shot water in that man's arm. I, he, he's a walking comorbidity. He would have died 10 seconds later. Before we leave, what is your theory on Lloyd Austin? Do you think he's vaccine injured with the prostate cancer and that he's got a vaccine problem from his shot? From his I, I, I don't know, but you know, here's, the, here's the thing. The, the guy went into the hospital, didn't inform anybody. He's a secretary of defense. First thing you should have to be secretary of defense is good judgment. You have to, you are, you are the first line of defense when things go wrong. You're the first contact from your generals. You're not available. You're in the hospital and you don't tell the president of the United States doesn't know you're there. Your job is over. Nice, yeah. nice, nice being here. You know, thanks for playing, but you're done. And, and this is what happens. And, and it seems like all the DEI hires, and placements in the government have blown up in our faces from the Sam guy who looked like pinky in the brain, had a baby with Matt Damon, had a baby with Lex Luthor. Uh, it just looked like it's some kind of evil superhero that wore lipstick and sold suitcases. Uh, it, it, you had uh, Rachel Levine, 
uh, the first woman four-star admiral. Come on. How about that? What happens when a real woman actually goes through the paces to become an admiral? She's going to be the second one? Um, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All this DEI stuff needs to stop. I, and it was for me, it was like when, when we got rid of the last systemic racist policy and or the last systemic yeah, racist policy within the United States, which was the college admissions policy. When we got rid of it and we leveled the playing field and said everyone must earn their place, uh, Erica Marshall is the Biden administration, uh, part of the Biden administration, immediately tweeted out, it's not fair, black people can't compete in a merit-based system. That is the most racist damn thing I've ever heard. Absolutely. And, and well, her, you know how hard it is to get banned on Twitter now, uh, got banned. So her account got taken down, but the tweets everywhere, it was, it's too late. We already know, you know, we already know what you think. And, and I'm sure that she just thought it was a woke moment and people were going to back her on it. Um, but it, 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 it's terrible. 25% of the, the minority black vote now, as a result of the blatant racism on the left have left, uh, the democratic party and now are siding with Trump. Uh, you have, BLM, whole portions of BLM that are now standing with Trump and J6 prisoners. People are waking up and they're creating more people like me and their woke ideology are creating more people like you. And we need more people like you to continue to run for office. We don't need any more oligarchs. We need regular Americans that lived regular lives to stop what they're doing and go serve their country right now. We need you more than ever. The average American citizen, you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be famous or related to someone rich and famous or any of the normal qualifications. You know, you don't have to have gone to any of the poison Ivy League colleges. None of that. If you have a, 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 a place in your heart for this country and you want to help save it and resurrect it to what it used to be, you have to run and you have to run at every level of government because that's what the leftists did. And that's why this is happening. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, I appreciate your time today greatly. It's been a it's been a joy and a pleasure. Um, you. you know, Dr. Mary Talley Bowden and I are leading the charge on a Twitter um, campaign pledge. It's called Politicians Against the Shots. There's mm -hmm. 71 of us now across America that are standing up against the shots and, and pledging not to take one dollar from Big Pharma. Everything's grassroots. Um, and we're full court press and growing that list. There's um, I think she's got now 59 elected officials that have joined. So um, Assemblyman Massey and Senator Ron Johnson, MTG, et cetera. So we're trying to push and I'm trying to get, you know, President Trump to sign that pledge and at mm. least put a statement, put a stake in the ground there. But um, are you telling me you have a line and you have a line to President Trump? Oh yeah, sure. At real. I don't know. But no, uh -huh. I, you know, I went, <laughs> I went and saw him at a rally at the, my first rally in Reno last month. It was amazing. I cried, but anyway, so, you know, we need some, <laughs> We need uh, um, a lot of support. But yeah, so that's uh, that's the only other thing I've got going on. And our elections, March the 5th, it's coming up soon. So ballots go out February 5th. We flood the market here, as you know, in California. So um, yeah, it's it's right around the corner. So I've got my door hangers ready to go and we're gonna start pounding the pavement. District five's huge. It goes again, Paradise, Megalia, all the way over to Cohasset and Forest Ranch. I got a lot of territory to cover, but we got people that are pissed off and they're fighting mad and they're done with the three term Republican rhino, Doug Teeter, that doesn't show up for meetings, didn't show up at the campfire anniversary, didn't show up, you know, Tuesday for the, for the meeting. And, um, and we're kind of done with it. So it's time for new leadership. Well, what do you, so when you get elected, when you get elected, um, I will come, I'll make the drive. Uh, over there and maybe we can do something live from your new office That'd be fantastic. Um, 
I, I, I would love it. I would love to see the inner workings of the sanctum that is California politics. It's an anomaly to most of us that don't understand it. Um, so it would be very interesting to see. From yeah, and I'll, and I'll give you a tour of, um, you know, the devastation, the campfire, introduce you some of the, the survivors of that, of that devastation up in paradise and uh, show you around, take a look at where that fire started and maybe have I'm a conversation about these directed energy weapons that we talked about before the call mm -hmm. started. Oh God, you're going to have the, uh, yeah. So we, we did have a little talk. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that on another one. Okay. But yeah, That'll be another one. Yeah. Definitely. So guys, uh, as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a great day. Take care. My people of this country and we're under attack. They banning us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags.